2: Well, it's not exactly a good thing when you're bringing in competition for the first-round draft pick you selected two years ago. Hey, welcome to the show. (laughs) Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. That doesn't sound awesome. That's not like a full-throttle support for the guy who was just taken 20 overall not that long ago. Uh, welcome to the show, by the way. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Perloff.
4: Yeah, but you can't have it both ways in this particular situation. Don't you want them to bring in competition for Kenny Pickett, who they took number 20 overall?
2: I Maybe. <laughs> it's not a good sign. And it doesn't it... mean that Kenny Pickett is anywhere close to keeping this job. And that's basically an indictment now on the organization. Not all first-round mm. draft picks work out. Not all of them are the same. But, man... You didn't really help this guy all that much either. Like, multiple... Mm. The offensive coordinator situation was terrible. He's trying to come back from an injury last year. You end up going with the hot hand of Mason Rudolph, who, by the way, Omar Khan, who we're going to play the clip from in a moment, who's the general manager of the Steelers now, Perloff, he doesn't know much about what's going to happen with the quarterback situation for the Steelers. But one thing he does know is he wants Mason Rudolph back in that building. <laughs> like, what uh, are we doing here? This is a team with Super Bowl
4: aspirations. Well, Mason Rudolph was definitely better than Kenny Pickett last year. So okay, that's an that upgrade. Was, but that being <laughs> said, I think you and I often disagree about this particular point. They okay. okay, they screwed up the pick. Don't hold on. You know, not that you believe in holding on. Okay, you screwed up Kenny Pickett. Start to acting like you don't have to hold on and be precious about that. And it's not an indictment of the front office that they missed. It is an indictment, but it's not the end of the front office. The Niners missed on Trey Lance, and they said, okay, you know, we know the draft is a crapshoot. We took our best chance with Trey Lance at number three overall. The Steelers should say, we took our best shot with Kenny Pickett at number 20, and we understand this isn't working Let's bring in some competition. I think that's what smart teams do.
2: No, I get it. But I think we're missing one key part about that with the San Francisco model and why that ended up working out so well. Let's call it what it is. Mm -hmm. That was so incredibly lucky that Brock Purdy happened to not just be there for Mr. Relevant, that they took him with the last pick and that he was ready to step into that role. The the Steelers really don't have a lot of great options here. Mm. And so because they haven't. Really developed anyone? I mean, Mason Rudolph was was left for nothing. He hadn't started in two years. And Pickett, at, they have to wear this as much as the player. Did they do enough to try to support a first round pick that you put all of this, you know, yeah. all of this confidence into? Oh,
4: they definitely did.
2: You think so? With yeah, that Canada?
4: De- I mean, oh well, they're oh, <laughs> yeah, their coaching choices are terrible, but their <laughs> picks—they've <laughs> surrounded Kenny Pickett with ton of talent.
2: I know, but if he... That's something. Okay, but he couldn't get them the ball until, like, the last two minutes of the game because the game plan was so out of whack. The dude's got one 300-yard passing season.
4: Right, right, right. What? The
2: NFL in 2023-24. slash
4: Yeah, I think that's Kenny Pickett's fault. Not the... I think they drafted a... I'm going to say it. they kind of drafted a stiff. Oh boy. They kind of screwed it up a little bit. I think that's, isn't that the consensus right now? I think that's what the seals are telling you without telling you is, okay, we're not sure about Kenny Pickett. We know we have these good players around us, but you have to keep an open mind. What are you supposed to do? So I, I like that there, that's fine. They're bringing Mason Rudolph. You need some bodies in that building. First of all, Kenny Pickett with his small hand seems to get injured a lot. <laughs> I was into Kenny Pickett last year. I liked him in college, but it just doesn't seem like there's, there's anything there yet. So I, I kind of agree with what, where the, what they're doing. They're saying, let's bring in competition. What uh, option do they have? They, they can't go it back with all that talent around them. They need to bring three or four quarterbacks into this building, just like the Niners did. The Niners had, at one point last year, had four quarterbacks. Brandon Allen was hanging around, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, And uh, our guy, Brock Purdy. So I I think that that you need to throw bodies at this problem at quarterback.
2: Okay, but this is the quintessential if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah, There's a reason why that became a cliche. And now, all these years later, here are the Pittsburgh Steelers just playing into it. Uh, So here's Omar Khan. He said the Steelers do have full confidence in Pickett, but they want to bring in competition
5: full faith in uh in, in kenny um he's shown us some good things and obviously there were some issues with the offense and i'm excited about the impact that that arthur smith's going to have on him you know and arthur's very optimistic about kenny and um you know i know they've communicated and um he like said we'll, we'll have uh, some strong competition there and uh, we'll see where it goes
2: all right and i know how you feel about arthur smith well wow. the offensive coordinator
4: He's just a little conservative for my taste. I mean here's the thing. He's way better than Matt Canada. Can here's I have a question for you, Maggie. Can you trust a front office that let Matt Canada come in and drive this Ferrari last year with all that talent on the both sides of the ball? Will you ever forgive them and Mike Tomlin for having Matt Canada kind of throw away a season?
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think Mike Tomlin, because he is a coach who's such a long ten now he'll be the longest tenured coach, right? Now that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick yeah. are gone. So he's a well-regarded and well-respected head coach, and I think the Matt Canada thing got totally foisted on him. Like, it was his decision, his decision to hire him, his decision to keep him, and I would generally believe that because I think that Mike Tomlin has a lot of power in that organization, and rightly so. He's earned a lot of power. But I don't have a lot of faith in the front office. And I don't have a lot of faith in this general manager that's two and a half years into the job. I mean, has he really earned it? Like, well, I mean, you are sitting there with potentially a Super Bowl roster and you have no clue what's going on at QB.
4: Yeah, but I mean, he's drafted very, very well. I mean, he he got Joey Porter Jr. in the second round. Yeah. That guy would be a top five pick if they could do the draft again. He's had nothing but hits. I, has he had two or three drafts? I mean, look at the talent around him. It's, it's amazing about the Steelers. The funny thing is they've done everything right except for quarterback they're they're probably drafting as well as any team in the league except the Niners and the Lions okay, but you do and the Rams have... but he's right there so i i think he's done a great job
2: no you and you do have talent but it's not like everything is really peace and love here i yeah. mean there is clearly a chemistry issue and whether you want to put that on the gm or on the coaching staff or everyone the players themselves have to own this as well it's like they have this good team you're not sure what's going on at quarterback, and you have former players calling them out, calling the offense out. The defense looks great. The offense can't get on the same page. Guys unfollowing the team, yeah. scrubbing their Instagrams. You know, what's going on? Who's the leader? You know, uh,
4: and this is a tradition in Pittsburgh, though. They always have talent at every position, and they bring in uh, crazy wide receivers that fell in the draft because nobody else wanted them, and they cause havoc. That's... You know, you could go back to Paxton Bur- uh, Burris, Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, and now George Pickens. Obviously, he is a bit of a malcontent, and Deontay Johnson's a malcontent, but they're darn good at football. So they've made it work in the past. Why can't they make all that work right now?
2: Well, I'll give you the reason: they don't have a quarterback. I mean, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger's peak is long ago, and not that he, Ben Roethlisberger was any picnic at times when he was, you know, the leader of the team, and he was, you know, moody and all, and and beyond that. Yeah, but. They don't have that secret sauce, clearly, that's Mm -hmm. keeping it together anymore. Again, the defense is good, but on the offense, they don't. And now you have even more question marks. Because Omar Khan said yesterday, not only could... These are all the things he said. They have faith in Kenny Pickett, but they won't hand him the starting job. Fair. Drafting a quarterback, not out of the question. I like it. Haven't ruled out adding a veteran. They better. Definitely wants Mason Rudolph back. Why not? Roll the balls out, guys. What are we doing? Who the heck is starting for this team week <laughs> one as their quarterback? Here, let's hear from Omar Khan again. says the Steelers looking at all options and then was asked, well, what about Justin Fields?
5: I'm not going to go into details about the conversations that we've had, but like I mentioned earlier, I, 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 I can tell you that I, I have an obligation to look at every avenue um, that's out there to, uh, to try to make us a better football team.
2: Yeah, and then someone said, what about Justin Fields? And he's like, I won't talk about any specifics. Like, what about Kirk Cousins? What about Russell Wilson?
4: Well, Nothing. actually, come to think of it, can he not talk? I don't know how the NFL rules are. He can't talk about Justin Fields, probably.
2: You could probably say you've had conversations with people, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't right now. I mean, he's got he's he's smart enough to know that. But I, mean, all I, that I think that said, Justin Fields is going to Atlanta. I think this ship, we don't know for yeah. sure, but it looks like that ship has sailed. So now you're looking at Kirk Cousins. Okay, but Kirk might be pretty comfortable in Minnesota. He, you know, mm. It could be Minnesota's, like, that. it could be their quarterback to lose. And then you're also Russell Wilson. I don't know. He doesn't solve anything for me.
4: Yeah, I totally agree with that. But all that being said, you understand this team is going to be 10-7 and 7 next year, regardless <laughs> of what you say. They even won a Tom playoff was, game. I understand. Uh, In but, seven years. But the floor we're talking about is maybe if things go Terribly poorly, they'll be 9-8 and eight and not 10-7. and seven. So there is obviously some talent on this team. It's not easy to go 10-7 and seven in the NFL. There's something good going on here. Okay, you but can't th- throw out the baby with the bathwater. There's a lot of good things that Omar Khan and the Steelers are doing. They just haven't solved this quarterback problem yet, which is, in my mind, a reason to be excited. What if you did get a quarterback in with this team?
2: Listen, I think you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You are holding yourself to a much higher standard. than congratulations, pat on the back. You made the playoffs by the skinnier teeth, and then you earned the right to go on the road in the first round and get whomped. I mean,
4: they, right, but if you add a quarterback to that mix, which I mean, quarterback? That, well, that's why you got to get four or five in the building. <laughs> you got to. This I mean, keeps
2: growing, the by Niner, the way, how many quarterbacks you need as the segment goes on. <laughs>
4: the Niners, I know. The nighters went, they had Jimmy G, was disappointing. Then they brought, you know, he got hurt and Nick Mullins and uh, what's the guy? Chase Beathard and all these guys. Not Chase Beathard, no, no, CJ no. Beathard. C. J. Beth. Um, maybe his first name is Chase. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, they they kind of were in the quarterback wilderness. Eventually, they landed on Brock Purdy and it worked. That's why I think there's some optimism of the Steelers. I'm telling you, this guy can draft. I was watching the Combine last night. I'm like, ooh, if the Steelers like these guys, and they're probably good players. You just can't get that quarterback, which is a reason to be excited, Pittsburgh fans. What if you add a quarterback? Just add a quarterback and stir, man. You tell you win Super Bowl. <laughs> I know
2: there's a lot of teams that would love to add a quarterback and stir. But here's the thing. The other part of this for the Steelers and why if I am a Steeler fan – I've got a lot of angst about this. You know, I know my team's not going to bottom out. And I still think that Kenny Pickett is going to be the starter week one. But here's why I have angst about what's going on with the Steelers. And it's three people. It's Joe Burrow. It's Lamar Jackson. And it's Deshaun Watson. And my three biggest competition competitors to make the playoffs, they all have got quarterbacks. And their quarterbacks are good. And I think Deshaun, we haven't seen the last of maybe what Deshaun was just starting to come on uh, before he got hurt. And the Browns still made the playoffs. Yeah.
4: No, and they're they're all good.
2: They're all great.
4: No doubt. But first of all, I think it's a dangerous game to predict a division's going to be awesome because it always does not work out. Remember the AFC West a couple years ago and Russell Wilson. So that's one thing. The other thing, they didn't they, you know, they got in three teams last year. So I think the AFC North is still gonna dominate this division. They have a little bit of a tougher drive. Look at the Steelers schedule. They have a lot of NFC East. So they have the Cowboys and the Eagles. So it won't be as easy this year, but you can get three teams out of that division into the playoffs easily. This is happened last year; could easily happen again.
2: Eight five five two one two four CBS. But if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, they're not making the playoffs.
6: It feels got to be real with themselves and real with their fans. They're yeah. not trying to be a contender. That's if this is the conversation we're having. Where it's Kenny Pickett. Or some journeyman type QB. No,
2: no, no. Mason Rudolph, big priority.
6: But and, they just yeah, Mason Rudolph. Even like, you're not, you're not winning multiple playoff games. Maybe even one playoff game. You're trying to do what you did last year, sneak into the playoffs. Maybe be a little more competent offensively. But know that when you face the big dogs, you're probably going home.
4: By the way, they tr- they did all the right things to win a title. They took quarterback in the first round. They they just missed. Right. I can't think like their intention was right. And we all know, come on, let's be honest. They're gonna add somebody. They're they just the fact that there was but a little gets wishy like
2: excited. Like Justin Fields would get me excited, but again, I think that ship sailed.
4: What what are the other uh, they're gonna get the best possible option? I just I just think they're doing anything they can. They they did everything right. They just picked the wrong quarterback. Kenny Pickett it was a down year and they got stuck with a guy who's probably not gonna win a Super Bowl. But, you know, just go back to the drawing board. Maybe pick a guy. What if they draft a guy in the second round or even in the first round? Would that think exc- they're,
2: they're picking twenty again? You think they'd go back to it and just again? I, I don't. I don't think, think it's so. out
4: of the question. There's a, this is one of the richest quarterback drafts in recent memory. This is the year to do it if you're going to pick a quarterback at 20.
2: Okay, but then, again, now it's like instead of you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, you've got three quarterbacks, you don't have one. Because this So this who, this person, who is this? This is Spencer Rattler. This is who's 20. Bo mm, Nix might hip, be gone.
4: Bo Nix and Kenny Pickett seem to have a lot of similarities. Say, <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. So what, Bo what are we is, doing I think it's here? a lot
4: faster than Kenny Pickett. But, yeah, I—, I EJ says, "Don't go into the year with Kenny Pickett." So I'll give you a uh, Bo Nix. I'll give you a uh, who if we who do you, who's there when you go further down the quarterback Ryan Tannehill.
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that at all. If I'm a <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Ryan Tannehill, yeah. no shot. But I'll be honest,
6: though, I think you know as, as look, I'm as down on the Steelers as anybody. But I think if you're looking for any upside with the Arthur Smith. Uh, Kenny Pickett marriage is Ryan Tannehill's career in Tennessee. Like the Tennessee Titans look, did they win anything of significance? No. But they did win a lot of regular season games. And he took a quarterback that a lot of people thought was broken and washed and turned him into a serviceable guy. Right. Now, look, there's no 6'6", 250-pound running back was like, in the back. Is Derrick Henry walking through Derek door? Henry's not walking well, through Naji's, a door. Najee's not small. But they do, have a, they do have a good stable of running backs with, yeah. a, with Harris and, and Warren. So yeah. it's not like they don't have anything. So if you're looking for the op- optimism is, hey, maybe he can – Tell Kenny Pickett and teach him how to not lose football games and how to play somewhat consistently the way he had with Ryan Tannehill.
4: You
2: want to do a run game, and when you're in Pittsburgh, run game and defense, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Your wide receivers might have a mutiny. I mean, well, they they didn't get
4: they get the ball once this year. Well, that's why they were so happy when
2: Mason Rudolph finally got into the game and they could he could complete a 20 yard
3: pass.
4: Did they? Wasn't it the playoff game where Pickett's got one target? Uh, so who knows with this? By the way, that, that's Tom. Tomlin's got to change a little bit, modernize, and get the ball out there. But I'm not. I don't think they're as scared of these other AFC North team. The Steelers play really well. They they play really well against the Ravens. I don't think they're scared of the Bengals. And the Browns seem like a five injuries waiting to happen. I think you got, I will take the Steelers right now to make the playoffs next year.
2: I'll make the playoffs, but again, is that what we're doing here?
4: It's something. When you have Kenny Pickett, a quarterback, that's a, that's an achievement.
2: I, I think Pittsburgh Steelers fans are like, nope, this is more of that status quo, just good enough to so, make the playoffs, and everyone gets to keep their job, well, except for Matt Canada, and 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 we get to just keep going on, even so though we're not actually going to win the Super Bowl.
4: So what what should they do?
2: I think that they need to – here's what I would do. you got to say Kenny Pickett is the guy this year. It's his third season, okay? He got hurt last year. Let's throw a little confidence behind this dude and say we're going to do everything we can that Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy. I don't want the competition. I want this is the dude. Because if you're going to say there's a competition and the competition's Mason Rudolph, that's not going to make me feel great as a Steeler fan. If the competition was Justin Fields, okay, well, now I've got somebody who is also a first-round pick who maybe has a little bit of upside or all that. I, I... I don't want to hear my quarterback who I took in the first round has to have competition from a longtime backup.
4: Yeah, but the Steelers fans are savvy. If if they come out and say Kenny Pickett is the dude, they're not going to buy it. I think they would. No. I don't think so.
2: Well, who again, who are you bring in?
4: We'll we'll see. But Russell honestly,
2: Wilson's not real competition. Honestly, guy.
4: if you have if you put Ryan Tannehill, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett competing in camp, I have no idea who wins that competition. I can tell you right now, Rudolph could beat out Pickett. He sort of did at the end of last year.
2: He definitely did. And he was a hot
4: hand. By the way, Mason Rudolph was not that bad.
2: He wasn't, but I'm just saying that's, if you had that guy again in the building and you were even giving games to Mitchell Trubisky, what the hell is going on?
4: Well, if they didn't what have, what are people by the way,
2: seeing in there?
4: If they had put Mason in instead of Trubisky, they'd probably win two more games and have a much higher seed and things would be way more interesting. You might get a game in Pittsburgh.
2: Exactly. I'm talking about self-inflicted Obstacles you're basically yeah. throwing up in front of you. If you knew you got Mason Rudolph in the building, why'd you even mess around with Trubisky? Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Rough night for Perloff. I mean, you look great. It's not that.
4: No, 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 no. You guys cannot.
2: We're gonna get to that next.
4: The hypocrisy of you guys on this. Well, I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about a certain show bet about the NBA. The hypocrisy is startling on you guys' side. Oh, on okay. our side? Okay. Yes. It's startling how all of a sudden the narrative has changed about what makes a great rookie. So all <laughs> of a sudden the win matters yes. for Victor Wimanyama yes, okay. when he loses nope. every single oh, game. That's... like, It doesn't matter that he's you losing. He's got great stats. Nope. So now that he wins a game and they have 12 wins as the worst team in the West by a large margin, all of a sudden he wins a game and the win matters. Hold
2: on. We're going to get to it. Because that's not even what I was going to talk about.
4: What were you going to talk about?
2: I'm going to tell you next. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It is Maggie and Perloff. You're welcome to weigh in on the Steelers quarterback situation. You heard the general manager speak. You feeling any better about this quarterback thing? You feeling worse? You like what they say? You don't like what they say? They're doing circles here. I don't know. I'm not that optimistic. 855-212-4CBS. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
4: Back on Maggie and Perloff. So yesterday, uh, EJ, you weren't here. Carlos was contributing music, hype music for forty yard dashes at the combine. And we, uh, what's that song from Rocky Four? That hearts, hearts on, on fire. fire. We had a little hearts <laughs> on fire this weekend. Is a uh, it's a tradition like none other. I make my kids watch the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers <laughs> work out. Uh, last night, me and my daughter watched the big. I gotta say it, fat guys run, and it was it was an incredible experience. She's like. Daddy, they don't look that big. I'm like, that guy out there weighs 366 pounds. (laughs) Uh, So it's a big, big combine weekend coming up at the Pearl off house. Wow, so your daughters
2: who are 13 and 11, they love watching the combine. No, they hate it. Uh, uh, They're like, (laughs) Dad, why
4: do we have to watch this? The 13-year-old wants to watch a soap opera. The 11-year-old wants to watch cat videos. Uh, And I made her watch. I'm like, yeah, but Chop Robinson's going to have a really big number. She's like, Dad, I don't care.
2: And he didn't.
4: Chopper, oh no, he had a great number.
2: Did he? I yeah. thought I saw yeah. that he was one of the guys who didn't. didn't no, no, he that
4: he's the one with the big number, but it doesn't it doesn't matter because you were actually. I, I understand if you're not really into the NFL draft, there's nothing more boring than the combine. The fact that they can make this a TV event. Yeah, kudos to the nfl because not a lot happens the 40-yard dash is fun but then there are all these drills where they're just like sort of batting uh sort of tackling dummies and running around pick up towels yeah Th- it's it's not yeah that pick up towels thing that thing is hysterical <laughs> can
2: i run in circles and pick up towels yeah. can't tell you the one that actually like gives me some angst i realized i was watching it yesterday and i was like my whole body was kind of like clenched up and tight was the one where the coach is in front of the guy and he, they start the, the, the draftee starts on their stomach on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Then they get up and yeah. then the coach goes, all right, left. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, right. Line. Okay, bat, forward, back. And then which way are you going to exit, left or right? I, I was so tense. I was like, why am I tense? I'm not like doing anything. The,
4: I had the thought <laughs> we should do that one. I don't think any of us could do that without tripping. I would fall. That's why you were tense, right? Because you would you would definitely fall. <laughs> Thank you. I would probably <laughs> was fall. A baby but giraffe. I would, they were I from go falling yesterday yeah. doing that, Joe. I would that go so up. slow though. I I think it would take me nine seconds to get through that drill. How about the one that was right after that, where the defensive lineman had to run and they bat the tackling dummy, but some poor guy is holding the tackling <laughs> dummy. So like yeah. Chop Robinson would come and hit it, and it would hit the guy in the head. So the guy who was holding the tackling dummy had a half concussion. Oh my and, god! And uh, Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah were like, "Oh, that's a bad job." Meanwhile, this guy has like an ambulance coming <laughs> on the field because He's like uh, seventy years Tavondre's old. Devondre Sweat just mm-hmm. smacked him. Uh, yeah, the drills are, are totally nuts. And I was honestly thinking, too, is an NFL team really going to draft a guy based on whether he can pick up a towel at full speed?
2: I'll tell you, it's, it's, what happens with the NFL Combine is a little what happens with the Olympics, with, like, gymnastics and figure skating. You know, these people work their whole life, and then they have one little wobble, and you're like, no, that's it. Lost it. Like, <laughs> how could she? You know what are you doing here? It's like all of a sudden we become like these elite athletes. Right. Oh, so You took two see It took two more steps than you needed to. Like there you go, out of the top fifty. But we kiss, kiss your career goodbye.
4: NFL teams don't really do that. I understand what you're saying, but there were, I read an article today. Johnny Newton out of Illinois, the big defensive tackle, did not show up. They're like, oh, he's going to fall big time, and uh, for not. Uh, competing at the combine. There is no way an NFL team cares whether Johnny Newton, who destroyed everybody in the big 10 is at the combine. teams don't really care about this stuff, right? My, my favorite right? thing was
2: Braylon Tice, but uh, Braylon Trice, excuse me, the edge rusher from Washington, who we just saw in the national championship game. He on the Huskies website was listed at 274 pounds. He weighed in at 245. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I get it. It's one thing for your college to want to help you out. Do we really think he did? He lose thirty pounds.
4: Yeah, he he lost. A, he went on a diet. They were talking about it so he could run a faster forty. That's oh, the that game. Is that right? But so I thought you want to gonna... be
2: big when you're a defensive. No,
4: edge. you got. You have a choice. You can either lose twenty pounds to run a faster forty, or you can put on weight and not run the forty. Then he's going to put it all back on for his pro day and bench press. So you have to choose. What, where Where do you want your weight to be? Sounds this like is, boxing.
2: Yeah, I was like, this is like yeah. Robert De Niro when he, had a, was, he was raging bull to play the role. <laughs> he had to like gain 80 pounds, lose 80 pounds.
4: Yeah, because your 40 time really depends on your weight. You've would yeah. you run the 40 with several drafts. I know. Your weight is pretty standard. <laughs> I don't did you fluctuate put on them, weight or did you, uh, to, well, did you lose <laughs> 10 pounds to run the 40? <laughs>
2: but, yeah, right. I, I'm going to have to train better next year. Although we're not going to the draft this year, I don't think.
4: I see these guys run. I actually think of you because you start off okay, but then you are straighter up than Eric Dickerson ever was in his life. All these guys are running hunched over to cut the wind resistance. You are as straight up, full 5'9 of Maggie Gray, Forrest Gump. catching all the wind. Uh, probably slows you down <laughs> a full second.
2: Yeah, also, the last few years I haven't had sneakers. It's just bad planning. I've been running barefoot.
6: The Maggie I- Gray model. Love woman, lose the battle. <laughs> yeah,
4: right. Yeah. I, I, think you're, I think you have potential, though, because your form is terrible. Always <laughs> <laughs> ways go but up. <laughs> you could definitely probably beat me. Uh, listen, I'm not going well, to. Your
2: knee's all messed up now. I could definitely beat you.
4: Yeah, or believe me, I was not fast before. The other thing, too, if. Every time a radio show or TV show does these kind of things, somebody gets injured, and usually pretty badly. Well, my hamstring still hurts from the Danette's 100-yard dash in <laughs> 2015. I swear. <laughs> my Right under my right glute. Can you rainy our, days. Can you, you can imagine feel. our crew right here? I mean, no. I don't think I think three of us would get injured if we ran 40s. So. Our, <laughs>
5: our,
2: our old producer, Mike Samter, ran the 40 with us when we were in Vegas for that draft. They have it set up at the Fan Fest. And he felt it for like six months. I was yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah, no. you got <laughs> oh, is that why he was gone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that kid. But yeah.
4: Oh yeah. yeah. Convenient excuse. Bogus, you really talk, real... Don't talk tough. You'd get injured just like the rest of us.
2: Uh, I've I've
0: gotten a little bit more flexible in the last little bit because I was the guy that always did something. Popped a hamstring, calf hurt, whatever. So I've. Uh, what are
2: you doing now? Hot yoga.
4: Regular temperature yoga, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm a big what? cold stri- yoga, big stretching
2: I guy. See, I could see Bogush as a yoga dude.
4: Really, I'm a little surprised. That's really interesting. You saw this coming?
2: I was just gonna say, are you doing yoga? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm big stretching. My wife makes fun of me. Like she works out. She just like gets out of bed, puts on clothes, and starts working out. I have like a 20 minute stretching <laughs> routine. Mm. Like my entire workout is like 40 minutes longer than hers for the stretching before and after.
2: You got to ease into the pool.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, cool. Wait, before we get to headlines, let's hit Darren. He's in Louisville. He wants to talk about the Steelers' quarterback options because there aren't a lot of great ones right now. Good morning, Darren. How are you?
7: Hey guys, I'm I'm good. How are you guys?
2: Fantastic. What's on your mind?
7: Awesome. So, uh, two two quick points. Uh, the first thing I know, we were just talking about the combine. Uh, first of all, Aiden Wilson. Hello, four that's incredible. Uh, number two, there's two names that come to mind for the Steelers quarterback for me personally, and they're older, they're, uh, older quarterbacks. So, so number one for me would be giving these guys a call. One would be um, uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, for some reason, that just fits for me. Uh, number two, I would try to entice uh, uh, a little bit of Matt Ryan action. I know that the uh, Indy experiment didn't go as well. I'm an Indy fan myself. Um, but, you know, there was a lot more than just the wheels falling off the bus of the entire franchise for that to not work. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, did I, you say I Matt Ryan? I, I did. I did. I, 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 I like was, it.
2: I was, Wait, Matt I Ryan? I, he's in the yeah, he's in the I, broadcast booth with Tiki.
4: He's 38. He's younger than Joe I, Flacco.
2: He just did a full season of broadcasting. Yeah,
4: yeah he's fine. Uh <laughs> He's younger than Flacco.
2: what (laughs) it's 38.
4: Why is actually, he's one of those guys who's younger than you think. Why is he not in the NFL at 38 years old? What athleticism did Matt Ryan need? Uh,
2: But it's, it's over. He's waved the white flag on this guys.
4: No, I think he wanted to come back last year. Wasn't that a story? I I don't think he, he wants to be out.
2: I think he's out now, whether he wanted to be or not, you do a whole season, the broadcast, but he's not a coach. He's a player.
7: I think you could offer him a small cap number just to be able to entice uh, him to come back to play. I know he's got some left to take. I feel it.
2: Oh, interesting. All right, Darren, well, you gave us something that I had not thought about. Thank you so much. The uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm also, I want to see a little of what Kirk Cousins looks like as 35-year-old coming off an
4: Achilles. What about uh, that name, Joe Flacco, too? That's been coming up a lot.
2: Solid Joe Flacco. Joe
4: Flacco would be interesting.
2: Joe Flacco though kind of needed a perfect situation because we saw him with the Jets two years ago yeah. and it was a horror show.
4: He feels like a Steelers quarterback though.
2: Well, I mean the Browns were kind of set up, even though they had already they had yeah. lost uh lost Chubb. They still could, you know, they have a great defense. Yeah. The line's not bad. I Very guess a Very similar they situation
4: Pittsburgh, yeah. And also I know Joe Flacco's from New Jersey, but he feels like a Midwestern quarterback for some reason. Or at least he feels like an AFC North quarterback.
2: Well, yeah, because he played for the Ravens for two 15 Ravens, years. Ravens,
4: Browns, Steelers. It's a natural progression. He's a little better than some of the other guys we that they've been throwing. He's probably, I mean, listen, you're right. Steelers fans are not thrilled about the situation. I think Joe Flacco would get their yeah. heart pumping a little bit. Yeah,
2: right. You got to thread the needle here because if you bring in Joe Flacco and he beats out Kenny Pickett, you
4: all lose. Oh, Flacco's definitely gonna beat out Kenny Pickett.
2: You then you Flacco, all look oh, like morons in the front office. Flacco
4: came in for four games and threw for three hundred yards a game last year.
2: Yeah. Kenny well.
4: Pickett has two three hundred yard games in his entire life. Flacco I, I like these I like that Matt Ryan solution too. Hey, <laughs> Call up Rivers. But the last time we saw Flacco, he was throwing <laughs> touchdowns to the Texans.
2: Yeah, back to back pick sixes. No,
4: Joe Flacco, all oh, he'll give it up. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's what <laughs>
2: the defense that's where TJ Watt He's comes in. He gets.
4: That's what I always said about Eli Manning throws a very catchable ball. You just don't know if he's going to be the quarterback (laughs) or the wide receiver.
2: Bogus lived that for a lot of his life. Uh, Oh, the worst. And you've got headlines, right? I do. Uh, Breaking
0: news. Philly fans can't handle their wieners. What could that sentence mean? Uh, The Phillies are ending the illustrious 27-year history of dollar hot dog night because fans can't behave themselves In Philadelphia, that's never happened before. Some people were throwing the dogs around Citizens Bank Park last season. (laughs) There were also long lines crowding the concourse because of the extra demand. But fear not, Tubbies. the team is replacing Dollar Dog Night with multiple two-for-one games throughout the coming
4: season. Two hot dogs for $5. That's not a bad deal. By the way, still seems like you could buy it to throw it. But I went to a Mets <laughs> game and I had to pay fourteen bucks for a hot dog. You've been the wrong cool. line.
2: Yeah. Well <laughs> okay, so this is the thing. First of all, I didn't know Dollar Hot Dog Night was such an institution in Philadelphia. Not shocking that the crowd could handle it. But here's the other part. So the concession stands were overrun. Isn't because, that a good thing?
0: But it was messing up. There, there was no place to walk because there were so many people online to get hot dogs for a dollar that you right. couldn't like get through concourse the, the mess con- to get to the other other places. Okay,
2: but isn't that why you have the guys who are walking up and down the aisles?
0: I
4: can't speak also? hot Sarah dog Mark.
0: here. Yeah. Hot
4: dog here. Like Mike Samner was that at the Yankees? Our yeah. former producer. Great yeah. stories. High
0: five to
2: Frog. Sure.
0: It means he's short. I got that joke in my ear before. I didn't <laughs> yeah. like it
4: either.
2: Okay. <laughs> Second time that Samter's making an appearance in this segment, he was a um, concession person at Yankee Stadium who only got to sell soda. I'm like, oh, they hated you.
6: <laughs> Wait, what's, why, what's wrong with soda? It's
2: the worst one because it's the heaviest Heavy? Uh, and people don't like it.
6: They want they want <laughs> beer. <laughs> they want beer. I yeah. would have loved Mike Samter because that's what I consume when I go to baseball games. I don't drink alcohol, so yeah. soda, he would have made a lot of money off me. I don't know if he got a commission, but...
2: He never got to do beer, pretzels, hot dogs. It was always soda.
6: Yeah. I I
0: forgot about this part of the Samter saga.
4: It's a good one. (laughs) Did you ever hear that story of how he got arrested for running around the bases at Yankee Stadium?
2: Yeah. Took some dirt from the mound.
4: Got arrested for that? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: yeah.
3: oh yeah what but he but he worked there though Yeah, he you
2: still can't be out there oh, well he was there as a fan
4: i don't think he was working oh, that right. day yeah. But, yeah, oh, there's, on, there's a lot of shady details about whatever happened there. <laughs> he <laughs> the, he, that he said the game was over, but I don't know. Short, <laughs> yeah. naked man runs in seventh <laughs> inning. Possible.
2: It was weird because the role of Chapman was warming up, so I don't know how the <laughs> game was over. But
4: anyway. That's a weird-looking
0: kid on the field.
2: <laughs> like, that's a full-grown adult. Is that Jose
0: Altuve? <laughs> Is that a new bad boy?
2: <laughs> uh, we once plus put Sampter in a box and push it over. Anyway,
4: we uh, we love Sampter. We now, do let's just love Sampter. Great guy.
2: House. Um. Well, oh yes, the dollar. Awesome guy. The indignity of getting hit in the face or anywhere. With a flying hot dog is something you don't come back from. This is like Al- Allen Iverson stepping over Ty Lue. Like you just, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're oh, friends it's forever. It's just like it's the disrespect of getting hit in the face with a hot it dog. It
6: didn't even happen to me, but a, a a friend of mine who was at my grad school, she is a big Devils fan, and I guess she went to a Ranger game thinking it was going to be sweet, and it wasn't. And oh no, she went to Philly actually. It was a, it was a Flyers game, mm-hmm. and someone big threw prize. not and just threw worse. a hot dog at her. But a hot dog that had all the condiments oh, no. on her face.
2: What? Yeah, the mustard and mustard, onions and onions, relish—all
6: of it. Like I'm like the 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 debauchery that comes with <laughs> throwing not just a hot dog in itself at a woman, but also with all the condiments. That's like almost adding to the insult.
2: Listen, all right, I'll say it. Was she asking for it?
6: No. <laughs> I, I not in Philly.
4: Were you sure she was the target?
6: Yes. yes. Really. Yeah, was, was she cheered for Devil the other fan team? at a Phillies game. Oh, I mean, at a, no. at a at a Flyers game, and you know she was wearing a jersey. Like she was She was. And that like, was
2: it. That's all she did. I'm
5: not blaming I mean, the victim. May, here. I mean, she
6: may have cheered for a goal. I don't okay. know. That part of it, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. don't God remember. forbid. God forbid
5: anybody saying goes to a Phillies game or goes to a Philadelphia game. <laughs> I, I mean, I, God forbid someone shows up in a, a uniform that's different than Philadelphia. Whoa.
4: <laughs> the jealousy of Philadelphia fans is starting to really get to me. I mean, I saw it yesterday. Darius Lane, and Steven Nelson went on a podcast that said it's the worst fan base and they're crazy. Uh, jealousy, hello. I mean, come on. Is, that what is it? it is? I think it's the best fan base. They're the most intense, the most loyal. That, except for me, that there is in the entire world. We're gonna talk about that
5: right now. We're gonna talk about that right now. Yeah. What are you wearing right now?
4: Seventy Sixers. Yeah, you're special. not
5: a Seventy Sixers fan. You're a Pistons fan. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I, I have, have some... no problem
4: with that. The Pistons, by the way, did you see that they? My Pistons. Uh, became not the worst team in the league last well, night. They're one <laughs>
5: and two under you. So I, I, I for the <laughs> listeners at home that are watching on the Maggie Perloff YouTube stream, I have made appropriate signs for Perloff to put on his shirt to cover up that 76ers logo because he is not a 76ers fan. Okay. Oh, um, I love okay. it. What does Pist- it say? Pistons number one fan oh, right. <laughs> and Detroit for his arm.
2: <laughs> oh, I love this. There we go. All right, what let's do get you some have for my arm?
5: Okay. E- EJ will bring that in, the appropriate uh, oh, uh thank you. equipment. It's
4: a little homemade to be honest, but okay. That's right. That's, that's, right. What, that's what we get
5: here.
2: It's know? like the pistons <laughs> themselves, you know? It's a blue collar type of situation. That's right.
5: That's right. You put it right on your shirt. All all right. Right. There we go. Now
2: EJ's got the uh the sign that was printed out from the printer. Couldn't even get any color ink,
0: No. Look what we're dealing with.
2: Pistons number one fan. This is like having a
0: Oh, we're, we only have one piece of tape, though. It's like having
2: a, a hat that says number one dad on right. it.
4: it All right. Pete, do you really think this bothers me? I'm fine with being no. a Pistons I, number no, one fan.
5: I, we have we have to honor the the operation we've established here yeah. that you are a, the Pistons number one fan. Mm-hmm.
2: I get it. I, I, I feel better right now.
4: What is going on with Pete? Did anyone notice when Pete tried to start a conversation about how bad the IOC was earlier in the segment? <laughs> well, <laughs> I do want to get to that. I
5: do want to
2: get to that. I'm Did sorry. I glossed to- it before. I do yeah. want to get to it. I just Why would you want to get, get to the
4: IOC today?
5: <laughs> well, then we got into a whole conversation about Samter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: Come
2: That divergence I was, I was okay with. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, do we have time for another headline?
0: Uh sure, why not? The uh the Warriors handled their business again last night, scoring the first fourteen points at the garden, barely looking back. Steph Curry thirty one points, eleven rebounds and a 110-99 decision over the Knicks.
1: It's always fun. Like this is a special place. It's a I always talk about the basketball history that's that's you know, that's happened here. I've had some good nights here, you know, two years ago was special, so there's just a different energy every time you come into the to the city, into the building. Wow.
0: The Warriors have won ten of twelve overall, seven straight on the road. Do you yeah. guys remember? Uh yeah.
4: I think it was a few months ago, maybe a couple years ago, when the Knicks were good for a week and EJ was all excited about that. Oh, not all
6: of our players were
4: healthy? Yeah.
2: Wait, hold on. Let's talk about the Warriors aspect of this because my prediction of them winning the title... Nope,
0: Moving on. (laughs) Uh, They remain 10th in the West, a half game behind the Lakers. (laughs) creeping. Who fought off the Wizards in OT, 134-131. LeBron had 31-40 for Anthony Davis and Caitlin Clark declares for the WNBA draft she'll be a member of the Indiana Fever shortly they had the last number one pick as well taking Aaliyah Boston then guys back to you
2: okay bogus you spared Perloff in that update we will get Uh to the Chet versus Wemby and due time
4: I haven't looked yet how'd that go (laughs) oh oh now wins matter bogus now wins matter no no
2: we'll get to that next lots to do here on a very busy friday don't forget coming up uh in uh eight o'clock eastern time not that far away we are having a tarot card reader coming into the studio today i don't believe in this stuff ej and perloff and maybe bogus frightened by the idea that this woman is going to come in and tell us all what the future holds. So she's going to come in. She'll be in studio, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. All right. I want to wait for a second to talk about what happened between Wemby and Yama and Shed Holger last night because I want Andrew Bogish to be in here to be part of this because it affects him and all of us because Perloff's bet is on the line, which is if Wemby wins rookie of the year, then Perloff has to drive to San Antonio. And apologize to him. Uh, We'll get to that in just a little bit because I do want to hit the Josh Harris situation, Proloff, which is a report that came up, obviously the scouting combine going on in Indianapolis, that Josh Harris, the new owner of the Washington Commanders, is meeting with the quarterback prospects. Mm -hmm. I do not like this. I don't like this. I didn't like it last year when David Tepper was taking the private jet and going to all the pro days. Josh Harris, brilliant guy, I'm sure. You know, had to... Become a billionaire somehow. He's got some kind of skill set. Is it determining the best prospect to be the quarterback of your newly purchased franchise? I doubt that's in his wheelhouse.
4: Not ideal. But if you just bought a team, wouldn't you want to meet these quarterbacks? Why Why else you could buy a team if you're not going to get to meet Drake May? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I Josh were- Harris, wow. He can't wait to meet Drake May.
4: In theory, I understand what you're saying. But in reality, I would... I have to admit, I would be right up in there. If I was an owner, I would want to meet these guys. I'm not saying, isn't there a way that you can meet these guys and not make the football decision? I understand what you're saying.
2: No, because this is what happens with billionaires, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but I think this is what happens with rich people in general. They got rich. So they think, so obviously they've been validated and their decision-making has been validated. But just because you got rich on a hedge fund doesn't mean you know the aspects of is, picking out a quarterback.
4: Is there a single owner in all sports that you like?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to like any of them?
4: Uh, the Roonies, I don't know. There's some popular owners. Robert Kraft. I, I, I don't know. There's got to be, what what owner, what so you want an owner to basically buy the team and just disappear?
2: How about this? Yes. Uh wallet open, mouth shut is how I like owners. And then the other part is I just if if you really want to meet these quarterback prospects and this is your new toy. Yeah. A toy, by the way, he had no problem with the 76ers doing the process, which was yep. intentional losing.
4: Awesome. <laughs> right.
2: Okay. Intentional losing to the point where the NBA had to step in. I don't care what they say. They stepped in to get rid of Sam Hankey. And a huge
4: mistake, by the way, by the anyway, Sixers to let that guy go. Anyway. This
2: is this is somebody who like I How about this? Hire good people. Mm -hmm. Let them make the decision. And then at the end, come in and meet the quarterback. Once they've done the work.
4: Okay, all that being said, I think you're making too big a deal of, everyone knows Washington's going to take a quarterback at number two. Right. At the end of the day, it's going to be either Jaden Daniels or Drake May.
2: Right, this is a a, a franchise-altering decision.
4: It's basically a coin toss. Josh Harris is not going to be able to screw this up. (laughs) <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very simple decision. He's either going to come in. I and mean, first of all, nobody knows who's going to be better in the pros. There's a lot of speculation in the draft. Sure. I just don't think this is a situation where, you know, okay. it's not Jerry Jones being the GM just because he's meeting these guys, anybody, you or I could GM this draft for Washington. They're sitting at number two.
2: No, I don't think so. Because listen, if Drake may and, and Jane Dayton, we have no idea how these guys are going to end. Exactly. Up. And so here's the thing though. If I'm the owner, this is what I buy when I buy a franchise. When things go right, I get the credit. That's what you buy. Right, right. So why do I have to meet with these guys? Why don't I empower the people below me? Because this is, a now granted, Daniel Snyder is not Josh Harris as far as we know. But there was the report that Daniel Snyder came in off the yacht because he has to live in international waters to avoid prosecution for a variety of things, (laughs) allegedly. He came in off the yacht and decided they were going to take Dwayne Haskins. May he rest in peace. Yeah, because his and kid
4: went to school with him.
2: I know. See, this is the thing. I'm not saying Josh Harris is going to be that egregious, but owners can mess this stuff up more than we Ever know.
6: I mean, as a Jets fan, there's Uh, plenty of stuff out there about the fact that they didn't really consider any of the quarterback besides Zach Wilson because Woody Johnson said, we're taking Zach Wilson. I like his background. I like where he came from. I like his upbringing. And that was it. the one thing I will say, too, is I I think even beyond, uh, you know, the owner having a say, I would actually be concerned about how, you know, everybody knows when you go into a meeting and your boss is there, you're a little different. You're a little different. You're a little more tense. Mm. Maybe there's questions you won't ask. Maybe there's things you won't do. Like, shouldn't you want your football evaluators to go to this combine? do their jobs, interview these quarterbacks and do it without having a big cloud hanging over them? Like, you know, this is it's their a great new point.
2: boss. It's a great point because sometimes when your boss is there, you kind of say things that you think your boss wants to hear. Right. Or he'll say, hey, wasn't that guy great? And you could be thinking your mind, oh gosh, no. But hey, if my boss thinks he's great, then oh yeah, boss, definitely, great idea.
6: Like, you're not going to get the real, yeah. you might not get your a true kind of evaluation from your football evaluator when they come back and say, hey, I don't like what that guy said or oh, I love what that guy said. If they say, hey, I like that guy. They may say, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, I guess. Like, but,
4: but here's the deal. The Commanders got the best GM candidate on the field, Adam Peters. He's the number one guy on the market. And they got a veteran head coach. Dan Quinn's not scared of of the owner he's not gonna change I think the owner is probably so intimidated by Dan Quinn that Dan Quinn could say whatever he wants this Mm. particular situation is that you think that Dan Quinn's gonna listen to Josh Harris
2: I don't think that Dan Quinn was let's be honest kind of lucky to get hired this cycle because if Uh, Ben Johnson wanted that job I don't think Dan Quinn does get hired this cycle and so no if I'm Dan Quinn this is my second and probably last shot at being a head coach I don't think I'm walking in like hey guys hey owner Go sit in the corner. No, Hell no. no! Everyone's got a boss.
4: This is a honeymoon stage where Josh Harris is not going to even try and say anything to these guys. He's probably terrified of Dan Quinn, who's actually quite scary. I understand that bald head. <laughs> Dan <laughs> Quinn.
2: He's like the he nicest scared of, guy. Scared of backwards
4: caps. Dan right. Quinn is super intense. You think that? Are you, well, they're football. If you're a defensive player, I think uh, Dan Quinn and and Peters is awesome. I think this team, as an Eagles fan, I'm a little scared of what they got going. Because this is, they really did well this offseason.
2: Well, he should be happy if the owner's in there making decisions because he doesn't know what's going on. 855-212-4CBS. One team at a major crossroads. Which way are they going to go? I'll tell you next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?